you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, and that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Move the Sticks. DJ Bucky Rhett with you on a Halloween. And Buck, I know both of us are adults. Uh, Rhett is not, so I'll go to Rhett to find out what he's going to be for Halloween this year. I'm sure you're still dressing <laughs> yeah. up. Go ahead. What do you got? Uh, I am told I am told that I'm going to be one of the caddies from Caddyshack, um, but that all depends on whether Ooh. Amazon delivers the costume uh, before we go trick or treating tonight. Still in route, so jury's out. <laughs> hey, by the way, n- nicely done. Quick reminder: you can find Thursday Night Football on Prime Video. I'm sure that's a promo Hey-o. somewhere in the show. So we'll just go ahead and knock that one out uh, right there. Uh, all right, let's jump into the big three here, guys. Uh, we're going to look at the game last night. Starting off, this was a game that I think a lot of folks thought the Buffalo Bills would run the Packers out of the gym. Actually, it was competitive. It was a competitive football game. Uh, but one you never felt like the Bills didn't have control of. Um, I guess I'll start us off here just in terms of takeaways. I want to give a shout-out to the scouting staff of the Buffalo Bills. Uh, This is something that I don't know that we always give enough credit for things like this, and and trusting your eyes during the fall and not getting swayed during the fog of confusion in the spring. And I'm going to give you two examples. Greg Rousseau had a sack last night. I believe he's got five already uh, this year. He's on pace to go double digits. They got him with a 30th pick. This is somebody that we felt, you know, all throughout the process, we felt like he was the best pass rusher in that class, or we talked about it very early on, did not have a good pro day. There was questions about, you know, is, is he's too stiff. You remember the talk about, oh, he's just beating up on some, some cruddy guards in the ACC, and, you know, where does he play? Well, they didn't fall for any of that. They stuck to their fall evaluation. They got him with a 30th pick, and it's paying off. And then another one is Devin Singletary. Uh, someone who did not meet the stopwatch requirements that you're looking for at the running back position, but somebody who played extremely fast. He's a key part of their football team, and he's done a really nice job. They got him uh, there in the third round. So, Rhett, I think it's important. Uh, every now and then we talk about you know misses and oh, how did they not do this, how did they not do that. Let's tip the cap there to the Buffalo Bills for doing a nice job in scouting. Yeah, and I'll just follow that up a little bit by also bringing back that pro day that year for uh, Miami. It, it was, you know, Jalen Phillips yep. went nuts. Remember, had that cr- all that crazy athleticism, mm-hmm. which made Rousseau look even more stiff, right? Now, both of them are actually playing pretty darn well. So 
Um, and then I'll go. I'll start right there with Devin Singletary because I think that represents one area of this Bills offense that we talked about the last two or three years, despite their immense success, that has been less than fully unlocked, if you will. And go back to that first scoring drive for the Bills uh, in this game. And Devin Singletary, uh, five carries, ninety-five or five carries, forty-five yards on that drive. They actually only throw it once, and it's this uh, Josh Allen one-yard touchdown pass to Dawson Knox. Now. Josh Allen also contributed 20 yards of rushing on that drive. But I think that just further <clears throat> that just further furthers the impact of the play action for Buffalo because Josh Allen has been the most productive play action quarterback in terms of throwing touchdowns uh, off play action this season. And so when they can continue to commit to the run game in those ways and, and just kind of give people that threat, right, then you just you make that uh, that that play action all the more lethal, which we saw. Um, uh, we saw downfield here with Stefan Diggs, and you see it multiple times uh, in this Bills offense. So that the evolution of that run game for Buffalo, I think, is something to continue to watch down the stretch. Look, the Buffalo Bills have it going like in all phases, like offense, defense, special teams. They do a great job. I think the Green Bay Packers, though, may be able to walk away with a bit of a silver lining because I believe they may have found a path to success going forward. And I know we're not in the uh, game of, of having more victories. But I am impressed with the fact that they were committed and stuck to the running game. 31 carries, 208 yards, averaged 6.7 yards per attempt against the Buffalo Bills. I believe that they can lean into this running game and have a little more success offensively. And also, the first-year player, rookie Romeo Dubs, had a solid game. Not quite a number one receiver, but now I'm beginning to envision this team being able to run the football, use a little play action, take some of the load off Aaron Rodgers, and have success. And it may not be pretty, it may not be the way that we're used to seeing the Green Bay Packers play, but I certainly believe that they can have a lot of success if they run the game through A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones, set up the passing game by utilizing a run that might be a path going forward for the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, it, it, is, it is interesting because you see a Packers team rush for over 200 yards and yet they, they never got really within 10 points of winning this game. Um, and, and so I, I think about that in the framework of the Bills strategy, DJ. And I mean, they had a light box, six or fewer defenders in the box on 80% of those plays against the, the Packers run game. It's almost like they were content to say, that's fine. You guys want to rip off seven, eight, nine here. It's going to take you a while, and you're not going to be able to keep up with our offense, which is a luxury a lot of teams don't have. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, the Bills have that kind of in case of emergency break glass. You want to find your way into a shootout. They're, they're happy to play in that style of game, and they were willing to give and give up some of those yards uh, on the ground. Let's, let's move on to the next one here. Giants-Seahawks. Uh, this is probably two most surprising teams, or two of the most surprising teams. Maybe put the Jets in there as well. Uh, from what the expectations were to how they've performed early in the year, this is a game the Seahawks won. Ended up winning by two touchdowns, Buck. What was your uh, your takeaway from this one? It's about the team, the team, the team. I believe Pete Carroll has gone back to the future with this team, going back to the early 2010s when they built the Seahawks into a powerhouse. It wasn't about like the names. It wasn't about who got credit. It was about building a team that played in a way that gave them an opportunity to win games. And so when I hear Tyler Lockett after the game talks about, it's amazing what this team can accomplish when no one worries about who's getting the credit. I believe that Pete Carroll has the ear of this young team and they're back to running the football. They're back to playing uh, the style of play that Pete Carroll is very comfortable with. Run the football, have a quarterback that can manage the game, begin to get that defense to play the right way and the wins will begin to pile up. And so it's not pretty, but I think Pete Carroll has taken back control of his team and they're playing the way that he sees as the best way to play in the National Football League. Well, and they found they found a way to just continue to slow down and contain that Saquon Barkley led rushing attack uh, on defense. And, and I think that's a big piece when you're trying to stop this Giants offense, because, look, when you think about it, if you can slow down Saquon Barkley, like who scares you in the deep pass game? Right. Who scares you to go over the top for this Giants team? And, and you know, if they do get a guy out there is you feel comfortable enough on as a defense and allowing Daniel Jones to try to make that type of throw. And I just felt like they have just great team pursuit uh, defensively. Like they weren't stacking the box a bunch in this game, but I thought they got great run game contributions from their secondary. Kobe Bryant uh, playing that slot corner role was terrific in run support in this game. Ryan Neal, the safety uh, in there as well. Uh, Tariq Woolen. Um, I thought those guys were really good in kind of stopping that outside of the tackle run game that Saquon Barkley can be so good at. 
And then you got those big guys in up front, right? Al Woods, Puna Ford, Shelby Harris that keep offensive linemen off the linebackers like Jordan Brooks to go in there and make plays. And then, you know, I do think that the Giants felt the losses of Evan Neal and Ben Bredesen, two of their starting five offensive linemen, weren't available in this game. So um, that together is not a recipe for success for this Giants offense, right? They have to be able to establish and continue to commit to the run game and just weren't able to do that as much in this. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of my point. There, there's just not a plan B right now, you know, a plan right. if Barkley's not able to carry the load. Darius Slayton's their leading receiver. He's on pace for 493 yards. So, I mean, they don't have a wide receiver that's on pace to go over 500 yards. They just don't have that guy on their roster right now. And I, to me, this is encouraging if you're a Giants fan because you remember, Buck, you remember this, right? You remember this when you, you're kids and you go play mm-hmm. pickup and you go play pickup basketball and you call like your three buddies who you know are really, really good and you know that they're going to come to the gym and eventually you're going to be able to kind of run the floor. And you get there, they're not there yet, so you got to pick up a couple strays, and you're like, okay, I'm, we're, this is going to be quick work. We're going to get smashed. And then you go out there, and you're winning games. You're like, holy cow, we're winning games, and the good guys haven't even got here yet. Uh, there's more right. help on the way here for this Giants football team. I promise you uh, this is a reason to be encouraged sitting here at 6-2 and two if you're a Giants fan. Um, all right, hey, let's DJ, get to the next quick. game here. Niners, Rams. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, D, because we gave a lot of credit to the Seahawks scouting staff for the draft class that they've had this year. Also did re- – also did a pretty good job in free agency. Yuchetta Nuoso has been one of the better free agent acquisitions mm-hmm. this year. Another couple yeah. of sacks in the past game and is a real force in setting the edge in the run game. too. Yeah, that was a great signing. He's one of my favorites on the Chargers, too. Just a great yeah. dude. Always plays hard, well-liked in the locker room, and has done a nice job up there uh, in Seattle. Always good when you can find the young free agents uh, when you right. shell out that money. Still somebody that's getting better and on the rise. So nicely done there by John Schneider. Um, all right, let's go uh, 49ers-Rams. We talked about this before the game, Buck, about how this was a series that the 49ers just dominate. Outside of the one playoff game, the NFC Championship game, they have owned the Rams. And I thought it was more the same in this game. Um, you know, when you look at it, this was the Christian McCaffrey come out, uh, coming out party that we talked about. I watched last week's game. We talked on this show about how he was open seven or eight times in the past game and and Jimmy didn't get him the football. Well, they made a concerted effort to force the ball to him in this game, and he made an impact. He did it as a runner, did it as a receiver. You saw the touchdown pass that he had there as well, uh, a fun little wrinkle. But this was split zone in the run game where he's comfortable. He's got great vision to cut things back. This was ISO going back to some of his Stanford uh, run days where he looked outstanding there. And then this is also, you know, when you go back and watch the passing game, Buck, there's swings, uh, there's angle routes, there's hitches. He's he's so instinctive. The touchdown, he adjusts on a scramble and converts a, a little swing into a fade, ends up uh, getting in the end zone. This is a perfect fit for what Kyle Shanahan wants to do. And it's going to be fun when Debo Samuel gets back to go along with him. Yeah, look, it, it's going to be fun. And it may be a Super Bowl recipe. Much like the Denver Broncos under Shanahan's dad, Mike Shanahan went to another level when they had Terrell Davis at running back. A Hall of Fame caliber player takes this offense from very good to great. And so when I look at Christian McCaffrey, and by all accounts, you could talk about him being a potential gold jacket guy based on some of his accomplishments early in the year. When you look at him at running back in this offense, is different because he's better than any running back that Kyle Shanahan has had. And so now you have a variety of things that you can do. You can not only run them, you can throw it to them on the perimeter. And now as a defense, you really have to account for number 23, which opens up the entire field for Debo Samuel and George Kittle. And so when you think about Jimmy Garoppolo and all the things that you can do, putting CMC as the centerpiece of this offense makes the Niners downright scary. And I'll say it makes this offense really, literally unstoppable. On the other side of things for the Rams, because I feel like I'm a broken record uh, on this episode with, with run game uh, issues, but the Rams offense feels unrecognizable um, to offenses that we've seen in recent years that have been so successful under Sean McVay. Uh, now, the Rams, it's a, you almost forget that the Rams went into the locker room at halftime leading this game. Um, and so you felt like pretty good about their ability to kind of continue what they had been doing on offense. weren't super explosive, but they were finding a way to put some points on the board. Uh, and then in the second half, they're limited to zero points and 58 total yards and just 56 rushing yards in this game. Total Ronnie Rivers got the most carries and led them with the most yards Fresno in this State. game. I know. I know we had him at the, at the East West Shrine Bowl and I, it's, um, I, I just don't, Look, I, I know that there's not like there's evolution, right, that happens with offenses over time, especially when you have the same uh, kind of system in place for a while. 
But when the Rams have always been at their best, they found a way to generate run game, whether it was whether it was with Todd Gurley or uh, or, or Daryl Henderson and Sony Michelle last year. You look back at what they've done in recent years in, in running the football in terms of averages, and I'll just pull this up here for you. You go back to 17, 18, they were over 120 yards a game. Uh, in 19, they were right around 100. In 2020, over 125 a game. Last year, right at 100 a game. This year, they're averaging like 68 yards a game on the ground, which is 31st in the league. And, and that just feels like that that's such a big piece of where the Rams have found success offensively in years past. And I know that the offensive line switching around has definitely impacted that, right? Andrew Whitworth not there this year. No boom goes down. You got to move Jackson from right guard to left tackle. So you're down like two or three. When it's all said and done, there's a chain reaction along that offensive line. Brian Allen has been out uh, at center. But so much of what the Rams want to do, I feel like, is predicated off that run game. And they just have not had it this year. Yeah, and it's tough. It's tough to be struggling up front in that division. You're going to see a lot of good yeah. defensive fronts, and the 49ers as good as it gets and got after them. I, I, guys, by the way, that is not a booing that you're hearing right now. It's Auburn fans chanting Hugh for Hugh Freeze. They just fired uh, Brian Harson. We'll get to that on uh, tomorrow's oh. episode. We'll leave that alone. Uh, yeah, he's great. Right. Uh, all right, we're going to take. We're going to stay on the NFL though. We're going to stay on the NFL. We've got some more games we want to hit: Cardinals, Vikings, Dolphins, Lions. Uh, we're going to talk about that next, right after this. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. NFL Plus is the league's new exclusive video streaming and subscription service. NFL Plus has your game day covered with live, local, and primetime regular season and postseason games right on your phone or tablet. 
NFL Plus is available in the NFL app and at NFL.com. Subscription plans start at just $4.99 a month. Fans can visit plus.nfl.com and sign up for a free trial of NFL Plus today. All right, let's keep it rolling here, guys. Let's go Cards-Vikings. This was an entertaining game. The uh, the Vikings end up winning 34-26. to 26. A lot of different directions we can go here. I, I think I'm going to start us off, though, just on uh, Dalvin Cook and not forgetting how special and how dynamic of a player he is. You know, he has, not, he has not lost any juice. His ability to get to the perimeter, I remember going to scout him at the Orange Bowl when he tore up Michigan when he was there at Florida State. This looks like the exact same guy. He is aging very well. Uh, this offensive line giving him some creases, and he's seeing it without hesitation. His ability to beat the free man, it shows up over and over and over again. I almost feel like we forgot about this guy and how good he is, Buck. Yeah, you talk about forgetting about him. I'm going to give like a hat tip to Kevin O'Connell and what he has done, not only as a head coach, but as an offensive play caller. The relationship between the head coach or the play caller and the quarterback is the most important one in football. And his ability to breathe confidence in the Kirk Cousins has helped this offense go to another level. And so their relationship going back to their time at Washington, he believes in his quarterback. And so he calls plays knowing that his quarterback can get it done. And when you are the play caller and you're the quarterback and when you have that call coming from the sideline and you know that the play caller believes in you, it just changes the way that you attack it. And so Kevin O'Connell and Kirk Cousins, their relationship has enabled this offense to not only evolve, but it's improved. And so Kirk Cousins is playing at a high level. The weapons around him are playing at high levels as well. And because of that, this team is looking like one of the best teams in the NFC. Yeah, and well, they certainly got a couple of little bonuses from the Arizona Cardinals in this game in the way of three second half turnovers, two interceptions and a muff punt. Let's start with the interceptions from Tyler Murray. And by the way, it felt like this offense has finally found a little rhythm and it really did feel like DeAndre Hopkins has been the missing piece. Get to that a little bit uh, later here. But those three turnovers, the first interception, Murray and the Cardinals are backed all the way up into their own end. They're inside the five yard line. He's getting some interior pressure, right? The left guard gets beat. But it's almost like he just closes his eyes and throws up a wing in a prayer. And it falls about 10 yards short of the intended receiver. Uh, and it's just an easy interception for Harrison Smith. And so they then get the ball, you know, at the 35-yard line and in terrific field position, which led to a touchdown. Uh, and then you have this situation here where the Cardinal or the, the, the Cardinals found themselves down for much of this game, right? And in the second half, they're working their way back. They just kicked a field goal to bring this game to a 28-26 Vikings lead. They kick off, and then the Cardinals defense, by the way, which played really well in the second half, bunch of three and outs, forced a bunch of punts, kept the Cardinals in this game. Defense forces a Vikings three and out, and they punt to Greg Dortch, and he muffs the punt. Vikings recover in really good field position there, and then things start to get out of control a little bit. Second interception for Murray, just a poor throw. Kind of looked like he double-clutched it a little bit, wanted to hit Zach Ertz on a cross on a little dig route a little bit sooner. He couldn't. He kind of reloaded, and it was just an off throw. It was about two yards behind Ertz and an interception for Bynum. Um, so those three turnovers contributing directly to 14 Minnesota points and killing one of the most promising drives of the second half for the Cardinals. So you look at a team that has a narrow margin of, a narrow mar margin of victory as it is, right? A slim margin for error, uh, as we've seen for much of this season. And then you throw away essentially 21 potential points there, and you're not going to win that football game. Yeah, and I, I want to give some credit to, to uh, Zadarius Smith and to the Vikings defensive staff. I'm a firm believer in best on worst in terms of a defensive philosophy. I'm going to try and find a way to get my best player lined up on your worst player. And unfortunately for the Arizona Cardinals, that was the interior of their offensive line. And going after you know Billy Price inside, working on the guards, they used him as kind of a walk-around rusher which I don't know why more teams don't do that. Just about every team in the league has a weakness along the interior of their three, whether it's the center or one of the guards. And you have your premier athletes out at tackle. So why not in some of these third downs, let that guy walk around with your movements up front, put one of those interior guys on an island and go to work. And as you see here working against Billy Price right now, Zadarius Smith just wore him out. I mean, that was a, it was a clinic from him and their defensive staff. It's best on worst, Rhett. That's a, that's a philosophy I'm a big fan of. 
that would apply to DeAndre Hopkins as well. You want to find a way to get him on Cameron Dantzler if you're the Arizona Cardinals in this game. And they did a number of times. He was targeted 14 times in this game, caught 10 balls for 103 yards. You go back to this, these last two weeks now with Hopkins, and this, this Cardinals offense feels completely different, right? It's like he is really the heartbeat that gives them some rhythm here and has it, it makes it feel like there's a plan. Right. Moving forward, he's been targeted 27 times in the last two games and he's caught 22 balls for over 260 yards. So, um, yeah, there's a reason they went out and traded for him. He's a big piece and a focal point of this Cardinals offense. And it feels like they have a shot in any game as long as he is there and healthy. And then you throw in a couple of contributions from Rondale Moore uh, here, like we saw against the the the, uh, the Vikings. And, and I'm telling you, the, the Cardinals, if they could take care of the football, can at least put some points on the board. And no doubt, uh, D-Hop reminded everybody again how good he is. Talked about Dalvin Cook uh, serving a reminder in that football game. D-Hop doing the same thing as well. All right, let's move on here. Lions-Dolphins. Uh, Buck, this is a Dolphins offense that's humming right now. Uh, Tua looks as comfortable as we've ever seen him. Uh, what do you attribute it to? Oh, I attribute to uh, Mike McDaniel, those guys putting him in Alabama's offense. Meaning, when I look at Tua talking about lower, it is like he's playing back in college. He's surrounded by A-level playmakers on the outside. Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, Mike Gesicki. Uh, the running game is beginning to get going. And they're calling plays that are very similar to the plays that I saw him execute during his time with the Crimson Tide. And so the RPOs, the quick things, the balls designed to get the ball in the hands of the playmakers right away. That is what they're doing. And as a result, this offense is humming. I mean, it is really difficult to deal with all the speed and the explosiveness they have on the outside when you have a trigger man that gets the ball out of his hands as quick as Tua Tungvaloa. And yeah, you can debate whether he's a franchise caliber quarterback, an elite quarterback or whatever, but right now in this offense, this dude looks like a real dude. Hats off to the Miami Dolphins coaching staff for putting him in his comfort zone. Yeah, I can keep my thoughts short and sweet on Tua watching this. To me, I just kept writing down on my paper, fast, fast, slow. He's, he's fast getting in his setup. He's fast working through progressions. And then sometimes you'll see guys, when they're that kind of twitchy and explosive, you'll see everything get rushed when you're throwing the football. He was able to go fast with his feet, fast with his eyes, and then he was able to kind of gather himself and be able to deliver the ball you know, accurately. And the other thing is, he knows where to go with the football every snap. The ball is going to the right place. Now, you can nitpick and say, oh, this ball is underthrown. This one's on the back shoulder. Yeah. Even at the highest level of football, it read in the NFL, when you know where to go with the football and you get it out on time, there is a little bit of forgiveness in terms of the ball placement. Now, I do think much like Drew Brees, once you once you get into the postseason, those windows shrink. And I know all the speed they have. I know about Tyreek. I know about Waddle, the separation they generate. Even with those guys in the postseason, that shrinks. So some of that ball placement stuff, okay, it's going to need to get a little bit better as they as they make a run and hopefully get into the postseason. But I'm telling you what, man, it, you'd be hard-pressed to find a handful of plays where the ball doesn't go exactly where it's supposed to go. That explosive pass is 264 yards. And, yeah, you're right, the separation that Waddle and Hill generate also kind of contributes uh, and gives to a little extra room if that ball placement isn't perfect. Um, I, I just – I feel like McDaniel, even when it's not just pure speed winning, and there was plenty of that in this game, you want to think about the Waddle touchdown. That was a beautiful throw right here. Uh, I mean, Waddle wins right away. But even then, McDaniel is providing just a little extra separation with some of the, you know, the little rubs, the little um, just just kind of getting in the way of a defender that's trying uh, to keep up with Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill, which is no small task, uh, even if you have a, uh, a free go to do it. And so like they generate some of that separation. The receivers create that separation. And I don't think there is any defense in football in any situation in which you're playing the Miami Dolphins offense where the safeties can be flat footed. Like it looked like on a, there was a third and 13 and the, the Lions were like, all right, you know what? We're going to get into some quarter coverage here. We're going to keep the safeties right at that first down line. And we're going to kind of keep them right there. Bad move, right? Because Tyreek Hill breaks down that separation and that gap, that cushion, and he is off to the races, which was another one of those explosive plays. And uh, Bucky, let me ask you this here on on the way that uh, Miami operates. Does it almost feel like teams need to start playing uh, the Dolphins kind of the way we saw teams start to play the Chiefs a year ago, putting two safeties in the parking lot and just trying to keep everything in front of them? 
Oh, I, I mean, I think so. I think you have to park him. If anything, I want to make them play check down football. Make them drive the length of the field yep. on a bunch of short plays. You cannot allow the Miami Dolphins to play like the Golden State Warriors, where Tyreek Hill and Jaden Waller are catching passes and they're doing their celebration and they're able to get their team up and going because they're waddling down the yep. field. You don't want that juice and energy on the field. I think you do have to take that away. But I want to say this about Tua because people have made this point about a supporting staff. We had an opportunity to watch the Dolphins offense operate with Teddy Bridgewater and Skylar Thompson running the offense. And it didn't look like the same version of the offense with Tua Tagovailoa. Regardless of whether people like him or not when he was coming out, you have to acknowledge he is good enough in this offense to be considered an upper level guy. He's played well executing what he's been asked to do. And this op- this offense is really humming. I think they are a very scary team to watch on offense when Tua is under center. And Buck, I think it is also what you brought up earlier about Kevin O'Connell having that relationship between the head coach and the quarterback, and it just works. And this is Mike McDaniel, who has designed this offense specifically around the skill set of Tua. And as you mentioned, you know, putting that track team around him helps as well. All right, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to get over to the NFC East. The Eagles and the Cowboys are rolling, and we're going to discuss why right after this. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, and that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Okay, I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. This is a division that we always feel like you might be forced to talk about. I think anybody in media says, oh, the NFC East, we've always got to talk about the NFC East. And some years it is like pulling teeth to come up with something interesting to talk about. This is not one of those. Uh, This is a division right now that is rolling. We talked about the Giants a little bit earlier. 
Uh, they lost, but they're still sitting at six and two. The Cowboys we're going to get to in just a minute coming off a big win over the Bears. But let's start here uh, with the Eagles. This is a dismantling of the Pittsburgh Steelers, 35 to 13. Buck, your takeaway here watching this Eagles team uh, 7 and 0 undefeated at this point in time. DJ Red, they're built for it. They're built to make a run at the title. Uh, Howie Roseman, Nick Sirianni, they've assembled a team that has all the ingredients that you need to have to be a championship team. Championship teams in, in this league can run the football, they can rush the pass, and they can cover the perimeter playmakers. Well, when I look at the Philadelphia Eagles, they can do all of those things. Jalen Hurst and company are getting down, running the football in a very exciting and creative way. Yes, they're sprinkling those big passes out to A.J., Brown and Devontae Smith, but it's the running game that is the foundation of their offense. On defense, they're trench warriors. They can come at you with a variety of different pass rushers to knock around the quarterback. And if the quarterback is fortunate enough to get it off, they have cover guys in the back end that can take it away. In today's game, you have to have pass rushers, cover guys. You got to be able to control the game in the second half. The Eagles can do all of that. And because of that, man, they are looking like the heavyweight contender in the NFC. Yeah, and I, I was actually going through a little exercise of going back and looking at the 2004 Eagles team. So this is the team that lost in the Super Bowl to the New England Patriots. This is a team that also started out 7-0. and And when you look at some of the key components of that team, you can look at a good offensive line. You can look at an extremely deep defensive line. You know, you forget that defensive line group. Hugh Douglas, you had Jamal Green, Javon Kurse, McDougal, Corey Simon, Darwin Walker. They had tons of waves of guys. The Eagles have that on this group, too. The other thing they had is that Eagles team had Terrell Owens, and this Eagles team has A.J. Brown. And guys, to me, he's playing at that type of level. This is a three-touchdown game, could have been more. You saw him getting vertical, you saw him on digs, you saw them going three-by-one to isolate him and just going after the Pittsburgh Steelers. When you pull up the numbers, he's on pace for 95 catches, 1,600 yards, and 12 touchdowns. T.O. in that year only played 14 games, 77 touchdowns, 12 or 77 catches, 1,200 yards, 14 touchdowns. T.O. averaged 85.7 yards per game. Brown's averaging 94.1 yards per game. This team reminds me so much of that group. They weren't able to finish it in the Super Bowl, but this is a this is a component to their team that is uh, it's fun to watch every week. Them just get after people through the air. A.J. Brown has been outstanding. How about a major hat tip to Jalen Hurts, uh, especially on some of those throws? Like those throws were indefensible uh, from the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, like A.J. Brown had defenders nearby on a couple of those vertical routes that ended up in those three touchdowns. And Hurts absolutely dropping it in the bucket on those plays. Uh, one of them through double coverage. Uh, so, I mean, I like, guess really impressive the way that this uh, quarterback has developed uh, that aspect of his game. Uh, certainly keeps all that great athleticism that we love, too. Uh, but look at, I mean, you, you mentioned in, in leading into this game, DJ, look at the NFC East. Like, it's the best division in football right now. I mean, you got two six and two teams and the only undefeated team in the league. Uh, I think, you know, like we do have some questions on whether the Giants formula is sustainable and we're going to find out. But they've given themselves a great cushion at a six and two start through eight games. Right. And then Dallas, man. Uh, we're going to get into Dallas here in a minute, and uh, I get some. We got to give some credit to Kellen Moore for how he's transformed this offense too. I'll do that here in a little bit. But big picture, I mean, the, even Washington's not out of it with the way that Taylor Heineke has sparked this team at quarterback. And we'll talk about his performance uh, a little bit as well. I, I'm here for the NFC East. Like, there's no denying it this year, Deej. Yeah, no doubt. And I'm telling you, I know the uh, the Dolphins had a little slippage without Tua. Could we be heading yeah, towards an Alabama rematch? Yeah. Could we be heading to a Super Bowl where we've got Jalen Hurts who lost his job to Tua and they square off in a dang Super Bowl? It might be coming on a year where Jalen Hurts <laughs> is the MVP of the league. Uh, I mean, be kind of a fun little uh, subplot there. We'll see how this whole thing shakes out. All right, let's go Bears-Cowboys. Uh, this is a yep. game, guys, that uh, you know Dallas Cowboys ended up running away from it. And I guess we can start there. Who wants to start us off? Buck, you want to start us off? What did you see in this one? Oh, look, man, the Cowboys have pass rushes galore. They're able to get after the pass in a variety of different ways, but they have a unicorn in Michael Parsons. I don't know if we can talk about Michael Parsons enough. I know I feel like we talk about him every week, but the dude is just a difference maker. You're talking about a defensive player of the year candidate, a guy who won defensive rookie of the year a season ago. When people make those comparisons to Lawrence Taylor, look, it's not about the the playing style is about the disruption and what you feel when you're on the field when number 11, he dominates. He is the best defensive player on the field whenever he steps onto the field. And the thing about him, he makes his presence known 
each and every week. The Dallas Cowboys have become a bully on the block because number 11 is the best defensive player in football. Ten, or rather six explosive runs in this game for the Cowboys, 139 yards. All right, let's first talk about Tony Pollard, right? He is terrific. Like, he, he gives you that burst, that slash, that explosiveness that you just don't always see with Zeke. And, and even though Zeke has, has played pretty darn well this year, and them in tandem, I mean, it is fantastic. But Pollard just has that next gear that allows him to kind of shift in between when, when, he, when there is some penetration. He's able to sidestep it. He made a terrific cut right there. Uh, you saw on uh, Eddie Jackson in the end. But here's the other thing. On every one of those six explosive plays, the Cowboys had two, sometimes three tight ends in there. So, like, where's the beef? The Cowboys are bringing the beef to the run game. And Kellen Moore and the way that Mike McCarthy and those and that offensive staff have kind of come together to understand where the bread is buttered for this offense and finding ways to uh, accentuate the strengths of their offensive line and to put the ball in the hands of some guys that can absolutely go in Tony Pollard and then Zeke when he's healthy. Um, they deserve a lot of credit there. I, I love seeing those extra uh, those extra blockers in there and those those I mean, you, you had Hendershot, Ferguson, Schultz, all three of them in some ways and everybody's executing blocks. And there were huge holes uh, for Tony Pollard to run through in this game. Dude. Hey, where'd Hendershot go to college again, Rhett? I forgot. Hey, oh, come on. I, hey, I did mention the other Big Ten tight end and Jake Ferguson, too. <laughs> but I thought you put a little more emphasis on the Hendershot. Uh, right? I, was gonna I did mention Ray, Ben Hendershot. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> all right. I want to get to Justin Fields. Bucky loves it. Uh, I want to get to Justin Fields because this is a good sign. This is a this is a quarterback that has made a team competitive and has made an offense watchable. I didn't know if either one of those things were possible before this season started. I, I can see Justin Fields getting more comfortable. I can see him getting better. You saw him running the football in this game. When I went back and watched him, a lot of them, you know, weren't, weren't the design runs as many as we saw last week, as much as his ability to evade, get away, and create with his legs. I thought he was decisive as a runner when he got out of the pocket. I thought he did a nice job there. You see the corner out for a touchdown here, two touchdowns, no picks. I, I thought there was a lot of encouraging signs here from Justin Fields, as hopefully they're going to put more around him in the future. But it got me thinking about this 2021 uh, quarterback class. I know we're going to get to Zach Wilson in the Jets game against the Patriots coming up after the break. But when you just look at where they are right now, you know, Buck, I know you. we've talked off air about Trevor Lawrence and, and kind of where he is and being a little bit disappointed in terms of maybe thinking we'd see more growth there. You know, Zach Wilson it was not, has not been pretty. We'll get to that in a little bit. Mac Jones has regressed and Trey Lance got hurt. Um, I think when you look at this list right now, I think you have to feel best Buck, if you look at this list, you probably feel best about Justin Fields and the trajectory that he's on amongst this whole group. Yeah, there are a couple of things that stand out when I look at the list. One, all of those guys went to bad teams. And so I think for us, we have to exhibit a little more patience when it comes to young quarterbacks. That said, young quarterbacks who come in and are drafted high, the expectation is that you're going to eventually succeed and have progress and play at an elite level. And we're not seeing the consistency that you want to see from young players. So whether it's Trevor Lawrence uh, having red zone errors and struggling with some of the ball placement, Zach Wilson refusing to exhibit the patience and discipline that you want to see from a quarterback. Mac Jones still kind of figuring it out, whether to be a game manager or a gunslinger. And Justin Fields evolving in an offense that is really devoid of playmakers on the perimeter. All of these dudes show promise, but they just need to show a little more consistency so we can feel great about that 2021 quarterback class that we celebrated when they were coming into the league. Yeah, consistency has not been there. Uh, we're going to continue this discussion after this break. We're going to come back and look at that Patriots-Jets game, uh, a game that the Jets had every chance to win. Zach Wilson simply wasn't good enough. We're going to dig into the tape and tell you what we saw right after this. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. 
Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, and that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Okay, I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Looking at this Jets-Patriots game, guys, I... I'll get us going here on the Jets side of things. This was a game, and you're watching it. The Jets got off to a nice start. Zach Wilson was playing well. There's no Brees Hall. There's no Elijah Vera Tucker. But they look like they're finally going to slay the dragon here uh, of what they've had to deal with with the New England Patriots who have dominated this series. And then it just felt like Bill Belichick was conservative. He was just waiting for the Jets quarterback implosion to take place, which it usually does. And that's exactly what happened. Happened right before the half. And Zach Wilson... Just poor decisions, kind of careless with the football, ends up with three interceptions in this game. And when you break them down, you've got a, a fade away from the pocket that sails over the back that ends up being a pick. You've got one he's attempting to throw away, which he doesn't get far enough out of bounds, which gets picked. And then just a horrible launch into quadruple coverage late in the fourth quarter that gets picked off. It was just lapses in judgment. Uh, very frustrating to see as you're hoping a quarterback's going to take this next step going forward. Um when I look at him, guys, and I guess I'll go to you on this, Buck. When I when I break it down, I see somebody who's spending 80% of his time trying to create and 20% of his time trying to distribute. And to be a upper echelon consistent quarterback in this league, that has to flip. He's got to be able to get his foot in the ground, make a decision, get the ball gone. There's a lot of pressure. He got out of some sacks, and, and you love that ability but he's going to have to start playing within the structure and making plays within the structure or they're going to happen. This type of game is going to keep happening for him. Yeah, I think what's more disturbing is listening to Zach Wilson after the game talk about uh, it gets frustrating when I have to throw the ball away or I'm not able to like make a play or push it down the field and those things. And that's part of playing quarterback. And your job as the quarterback is to look at the defense, take what the defense is giving you and move the ball consistently down the field by any means necessary. And so when I hear Zach Wilson just talk about I'm going to play my game and I, I just don't like throwing the ball away and doing these things. I don't know if he's wired the right way to be a high-end quarterback, meaning, DJ, you talked about how it has to flip, where he has to be 80% of the distributor, 20% of a creator. Yes, and if he is unable to paint between the lines, they're going to have to find somebody else because this Jets team is about ready to take off and be a team that really competes at a high level in the AFC, but their quarterback is holding them back. Zach Wilson has to grow up, and he has to grow up in a hurry. 
we didn't get any other receivers requesting a trade this week yet, did we? It's still just it was still just Mims <laughs> and more. That's the days that's young. Right. Okay, I just, wanted, yeah. just yeah. wanted to make sure. Um, by the way, I, the Patriots could use some of those guys, guys that can make plays with the football. Yeah. If in fact Mac Jones is is having to get the ball out of his hands as quick as he was in this game. Now look, let's understand here. Jets are a really good front, right? They can get after the passer. John Franklin Myers was rolling. Quentin Williams got himself a sack in this game. Six sacks of Mac Jones. And I think, you know, Nick Folk bails him out in this game with five field goals. He was five for five. They end up winning uh, this thing, uh, you know, and, and getting it done in the end. But um, it did mask the fact that there are still some major issues up front for the New England Patriots. The right tackle spot is a big problem, whether it's uh, Marcus Cannon or Isaiah Wynn, I mean, each one of them is getting put back into the quarterback's lap, not even giving Mac a shot on a couple of those. Now, he did hold the ball a couple of times, which speaks, uh, you know, a little bit too long, which speaks to the fact that, all right, like, how do you feel ultimately about this Patriots wide receiver core, about these targets? Uh, was really trying to get one deep to Tyquan Thornton, but had double coverage over the top, wasn't going to be able to go to him. Meanwhile, he had Kendrick Bourne on a, you know, on an out route. Uh, on the other side of the field, and because of the pressure, just wasn't able to get that far in his progression. Um, so, look, it, everybody wears a little bit here, but if you've got to get the ball out of your hands as quickly as Mac has to do with the way that this offensive line is performed, by the way, Cole Strange, another tough day in pass protection uh, as well at left guard. Um, you got to have guys that can make some dudes miss and make plays and be explosive with the ball. 16 of 19, uh, Mac Jones was on quick throws in this game yet they only went for 84 yards so like that is part of the tandem problem it seems for the Patriots offense and their best plays continue to be just handing it off to Ramondre Stevenson and Damian Harris and I'll just add this thing as we button it up imagine how different we're talking today if John Franklin Myers doesn't have the late hit on what would have been an 86 yard pick six it would have been 17 to three yeah. Jets and you'd think at that yeah. point in time, they can run the football, chew the clock, let that defensive front mm -hmm. continue to dominate and changes that whole perspective of this whole game. We're not talking about Zach Wilson because they don't have to rely on him uh, in this football game. And we're mm -hmm. talking about Mac Jones. Oh, my gosh, the sky is falling. Is Bailey Zappi going to be starting? Uh, one lapse in judgment, judgment there by John Franklin Myers kind of changed the narrative coming out of that football game. Uh, there were some other young quarterbacks that got action. I want to hit on these kind of rapid fire here. Uh, let's start with Malik Willis. Guys, I don't know that I've seen somebody have to do less to win a football game. That's a great way to start your career if you're Malik Willis. Just, just give the ball to Derrick Henry. You see that 10 throws, 55 yards, had a bad interception. You know, it was, uh, you know, some screens. Didn't really do a whole lot throwing the football. Didn't have to do much running the football either. Uh, it's nice to come into the league and say, you know, I'm just going to turn around and hand the ball off and, uh, and we'll get a win over the Houston Texans. So uh, nice job there by Derrick Henry uh, easing his young quarterback into the NFL. Buck, what did you see from uh, from P.J. Walker there in Carolina? Hey, P.J. Walker is really settling in as the Panthers starting quarterback. Steve Wilkes has said he's going to start next week uh, when they take uh, the field. And watching P.J. Walker, 300-yard game against the Atlanta Falcons, and it's the confidence and the playmaking ability that it displays that has really, really been impressive. And so when you look at this bomb, this Hail Mary, 12 seconds left, he just throws it over the top of the defense, and it's terrific. But it also was the poise that he displayed. By all accounts, the Carolina Panthers should have won this game because P.J. Walker delivered some dimes in timely situations. I think Steve Wilkes has found a quarterback for this team to at least be competitive with. I don't know if P.J. Walker is a long-term solution, but I do know this team competes when P.J. Walker is under center. Yeah, this team's done a nice job since the coaching change. They really have been very competitive there in Carolina. Sam Ellinger uh, did a really nice job. I thought the points don't show it. The stats don't blow you away. But when you watch the tape, I thought he made some nice throws. I thought he had a beautiful couple deep balls that were just beautiful. Uh, the athleticism to get away from some pressure, I thought that was one of the reasons they went to him to be able to cover up some of their issues up front. I thought he did a good job there. They were to rotate or, or move the pocket. Um, some of those things he's going to bring to this offense. Now, the points weren't there. The yards aren't going to blow you away. There was a big drop late in this ballgame uh, by Michael Pittman. But overall, for his kind of first start against a good quality defense, the way that the, the commanders have been playing lately, I thought, Rhett, you had to be pleased with what you saw from Sam Ellinger. Yeah, didn't turn it over through the air. Obviously, had the fumble down in the red zone uh, that, you know, you'd love to have back there. But but still, 17 to 23, 200 yards. I mean, like, again, this to me goes back to to your point about the Tennessee Titans and what they did for Malik Willis and being able to hand it off to, to Derrick Henry. I still think, like, that's 
that's what this Colts offense should look like with Jonathan Taylor, mm-hmm. uh, who's now been held under 100 scrimmage yards in his last five games. And, and all of last year, he had only three of those types of games. At least they gave, they gave it to him 16 times, 76 yards, a little bit better than they did a week ago. I still think they can support him more. Um, and then just to follow up on your point on the Titans real quick, um, DJ, find you a coach that loves you as much as Mike Vrabel loves Ben Jones, the starting center for the Tennessee Titans, who I think he adopted <laughs> in the tunnel. I don't know if you guys saw that interaction. It was beautiful. Uh, Mike, mm-hmm. I mean, Mike Vrabel, emotional, talking about the effort that that offensive line gives to Derrick Henry and essentially to Malik Willis. That's what the Colts need more of, right? What happened to this offensive line was one of the most dominant units in football just a couple of years ago. Now, just not getting the type of consistent push needed to help Jonathan Taylor and ultimately Sam Elling. No doubt. Well, in that same game, Taylor Heineke, I still going to classify him as a young quarterback, Buck. We've seen him play. We've seen him play in the playoffs. But Mm -hmm. uh, uh, this was an impressive game from him. What would you see? Look, man, he's just a really solid guy. You think about the last two games that the Commanders have had. They've won with Tyler Heineke on the center. And that's not pretty, but there's something to, I guess, the energy that a a quarterback radiates. This team responds to Tyler Heineke. Maybe it goes back to his ability to play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers tight in the postseason when he had the opportunity to start against Tom Brady. But there's something about him, maybe a little X factor that his team feeds off of, but made a big play to scary Terry McLaurin down the stretch. He had almost 300 yards passing. And as the commanders have kind of reeled off a couple of wins, this is going to be an interesting decision when Carson Wentz comes back. What is Ron Rivera going to do? Because this team keeps rolling with Tyler Heineke. Do you break that up and put Carson Wentz back in, or do you stick with the hot hand? Well, it's a good question. By the way, Terry McLaurin, uh, Indianapolis homegrown, right, makes the play to win the game uh, against the Indianapolis Colts and let everybody in that stadium know it uh, afterwards, which I love. But uh, to your point about Heineke, it is an interesting decision now for Ron Rivera. And ultimately, uh, for Martin Mayhew and for the Washington Commanders personnel offense, right, off, office, right? Because Heineke is competitive as heck, right? I mean, like, we get that. Like, we see that each time he's in there, and it does feel like the team rallies around him. Um, but I think we also know that, like, the Commanders, after watching him, knew that they had to go and find someone else. And they made the choice to, to make that person Carson Wentz. And while that hadn't worked out as much when he was healthy, um, I, I think even if Heineke remains the starter for the end of this season, what are you left with at the end of the year? Like, are you really going to set sail with Heineke as your starter for the next season? It almost feels a little bit like the Ryan Fitzpatrick syndrome. Like he comes in and he can give you a spark and he can win some games for you. But ultimately, do you want uh, to pin the future of your franchise on this player? And so it, it does feel to me like despite the, the, the lift that Heineke has given them, DJ, that Washington is going to be in quarterback no man's land once again next year. Well, I think it's also interesting when you look at the organizational construct for these teams that have quarterback decisions when the head coach has a lot of juice. You guys know head coach doesn't care about five years from now. Head coach doesn't care about the future. Sure. The head coach cares about can I win enough games next year to keep my job? Um, and that might be to the benefit of Taylor Heineke because he's shown he can keep them competitive uh, and has given them, like you said, Rhett, a little bit of a spark there. Uh, this has been a fun show. We covered a lot of ground. Hope you guys have enjoyed it. We're going to keep things rolling uh, on Move the Sticks. A couple more pods coming your your way this week. Going to dig into some college players, some draft talk uh, as we move along. Appreciate you guys listening to Move the Sticks. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids, Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. 
Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.